0: You're listening to Talk Jive Radio. I'm Kelly J. Lewis. And on the phone with me, one of my favorite damn Indians of all time, Ms. Vanessa Vance. And uh, she is currently the treasurer of the Wichita Executive Committee, but running for the vice president's chair of the Wichita Executive Committee. Vanessa, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you very much for having me.
1: I really appreciate the opportunity
0: well thank you so much because I was not aware of what expungement clinics were until I talked to you and um, you know a lot of our listeners know that we work with Oklahoma Indian legal services to bring wills clinics to different uh, communities and but you were the first person to ask me about expungement clinics and I I didn't even understand uh, what that was and why there was such a need for it. In Indian country.
1: Oh, it's definitely a need. We have so many of our people that have had, you know, shady past that they may have received uh, legal action against them. They may have felonies that they were charged with and not realizing the impact of that felony. It removes your right to vote. It keeps you from being employed in a lot of places. And and these these things stay with you for years. So through an expungement, there's an opportunity for you to get a fresh start, open up the doors to be hired, to, to move forward in things instead of being held back. And it's something that's very, very important in our areas because most tribes don't have policies that allow people with who are convicted with felonies to work in their programs. And sometimes these could be 20 or 30 years old, yet yeah, it's still impacting the peace person's ability to move forward.
0: Well, and I think, too, that tribes don't have really the um, legal resources necessary uh, for them to be able to even offer those kind of expungement services. Exactly. And it's been a few
1: years since Oklahoma has relaxed their, their criteria for expungement. And now that we've had so many changes in our legal system that allows for medical marijuana now, and we have people that are serving time for, medical, for marijuana-related charges. And in some cases, you know, we've heard about those cases where that young woman from the Cheyenne and Arapahoe's who was given a lengthy sentence for having a small amount of possession. Um, And then they can charge you with intent to distribute, and that racks on more and more charges. And again, it comes to a situation where maybe one person's mistake, being in the wrong place at the wrong time, could have lifelong implications.
0: I think one of the things that I did not realize about um, expungement proceedings, um, not only for those folks who have had these things on their records uh, for 20 and 30 plus years, but what I, what my mind automatically went to when I started learning about this were these um, nonviolent offenders and then the offenders who really didn't do anything wrong just kind of were in the wrong wrong place at the wrong time and, and have this thing attached to them uh, needlessly.
1: Exactly. And a lot of times they're young, going into the legal system without adequate representation or understanding that taking a plea agreement is going to have that kind of an impact on them long after the case is over and settled. The fines are paid. It's still going to be a black mark on you, regardless of what you do. Um, I know a lot of people that this has been a, a, a problem for them uh, to be able to get jobs, to get education either for a while there too. Because remember, they had that prohibition on getting student loans if you had any type of marijuana conviction.
0: And, and, and still I really do. don't there... know whether that's changed. Yeah, there's a lot of misdemeanors that can um, disqualify you from federal student aid. So that's absolutely a huge barrier into being able to move on.
1: And it's going to be a key part to any reentry program that we try to set up. Well, and you know, it does take you have to wait for a while if you've been convicted of a felony. But if you've served your time in prison, you've paid your price. And so it should be able to... You know, have uh, resources to help you actually make that move back into society. And it's an area we've really failed our tribal members in providing for. Like, you know, recently we did the COVID payments, eligible to all tribal members 18 and over. We ran into a problem trying to get that resource to our our prison, our our, uh, tribal members in prison because they have limits on what they can have on their book, what they can buy and spend, how you can put it in. And a lot of times it costs more money to give them money than it's really going to get any use out of. So we are reconsidering how we're going to provide those assistance to those that may be incarcerated. And it's even more so troubling now that they're having to deal with a virus that's out that's spread throughout prisons just like it's done through nursing homes. Um, a lot of people to consider. And again, a lot of times it's just people being in the wrong place at the wrong time
0: man isn't that the truth so um and it's like i said i i really appreciate you bringing that to my attention because i, I was really only focused on the wills clinics and really kind of turning my attention to elder abuse and things like that i i did not even consider um, that part of our native population, a huge part of our native population that would really benefit from expungement clinics and being able to get these things, especially nonviolent things and nonviolent uh, marijuana related things off of their records and I think that that's going to be a huge boost to any country. So I thank you for bringing that to my attention so we can start addressing that the way that we can. And the most
1: important thing about it all is what it's going to do for those individual self-esteem. Um a lot of people want to hide from their past and sure they've made changes and tried to do the right thing. It's time that they're able to hold their head up high and be a part of our society. That's the whole part of biggest part of it all. And I don't want to, you know, go without saying that those wills clinics are so important now, particularly since people really, really do not understand the the implications of the American Indian Probate Act and how that is going to impact your rights to be a landowner and owner of trust property. Um, It's another issue that I hope people remember, you need to have a will. And these clinics are very, very important in helping us to to address the issues of fractionated airship and all those other implications and the escheat ownership that tribes get through the American Indian Probate Reform Act. it's important that we maintain what trust status land base we have, particularly for our tribes in southwest Oklahoma, because it is so complicated Complicated having multiple tribes sharing jurisdiction with checkerboarded ownership throughout those ex- exterior boundaries. Um, it's time we really have some good discussion on how we're going to approach it before we lose what trust land we have left.
0: Well, and I think that you bring a really interesting point to the table. There is leadership in the immediate future is so incredibly important with the um, decision that just came down from the uh, Supreme Court about the the McGirt victory, as we call it here. Um, You know, there it's a really important time for tribal leadership to make sure that they embrace and and really um, take the right steps forward Um, you can't really uh, do the do things the way that they've been done previously because this is a whole new world and I really think it takes um, takes the perspective of people who understand these different things just like April like you were saying Um, just like Um, The need for expungement and the need to make sure that your citizens aren't disenfranchised, not only on the tribal level, but on the federal and the local level. Because especially in places like southwest Oklahoma, where there's a large Indian population, Indians can really affect change on the local level. Yes,
1: um, I'm, I'm very proud to say that I am um, a representative on the National <clears throat> Tribal Advisory Board for the Administration of Children and Families. And in fact, we uh, recorded a public service announcement that will be coming out soon to talk about talk to tribal nations about the impact of COVID. <clears throat> I've also been asked to serve on the National uh, uh, Children's uh, Children's uh, Youth Board, which is also a task force that's going to be looking into the issues addressing childcare and Head Start and all those all the implement- implications that this virus is going to bring to us providing care and education for our youth in the midst of this pandemic.
0: That's fantastic. And okay, so we're almost out of time. And so what I want to do with with, the, with our last segment, I mean, we haven't even talked about. Um, the election uh, so Wichita citizens, you guys are gonna vote this Saturday from 9 a.m. To 5 p.m. So that's when the polls are open and I know that this has been a uh, a, a new time for Wichita voters and um, I know that this is the first time that you have absentee voters uh, able to lend their voices to this process. So um, let's remind our Wichita citizens. This weekend, well, on Saturday.
1: Yes, the election is this
0: Saturday from 9 a.m. until 5 p.m.
1: You'll be able to come and vote. They have all the, uh, they'll have masks available because that will be required, and we're follow following social distancing. So please come out. We will not have an in-person meeting. Our tribal council meeting will be by Zoom. Um, the agenda has been put out. And I hope every, all our tribal members have an opportunity to come out and vote. Uh, and I'd appreciate your vote. I'm running for vice president this time. I will no longer be the treasurer because I have full confidence in the only, only candidate we have for that position. I think we've got an opportunity to do great things in our tribe. So I hope everyone takes the time to come and vote.
0: And let's talk about two... Um, really kind of the uh, prospect going forward of in this time of COVID and um, really kind of picking up next year and planning for that and the importance of that?
1: Well, our tribe has just done something which I feel is huge, huge, huge. We purchased 51 acres from Judith Lamar of land that is already in trust. We don't have to pay attorneys to have the process. This is the first land the tribe has uh, complete ownership in that we've purchased in this manner. We don't have to uh, go through, like I said, go through the process that can take up to years. So we've got a site that we're looking forward to developing and hopefully. Uh, Creating a, a place where, because where we're located now, we don't have title. It's owned by the three tribes, WCD. Now we have a place to build just for our Wichita people. We have an expansion that's just about to be in, uh, completed on our casino, the Sugar Creek Casino. We own a hotel up there. We have several businesses in Anadarko and opportunities for even more. I'm really, I really think we've got a good future going forward so but we need leaders who understand all the implications that come with us making progress and understanding the law lo- in the long run what infrastructure needs we need to plan in order to make those things a reality and a functioning governmental entity uh, in particular on this new land because it's going to need water electricity gasoline all those resources are going to have to be brought out there so we're starting from from ground up um, but we also have other needs. We need to we need a new campground. We need a, a new arena, dance arena, and hopefully those things can be built out there as well.'m I'm, I'm really excited about the prospect of what we can do with that property.
0: I think it's a really exciting time for the Wichita tribe. I mean, I think that you are one of the most, if not the most uh, progressive tribe in the area, and that really comes from the love, that um, and I know that leadership doesn't always agree, but at its core, I think everybody has that love for their people, and I think that I th- I don't think that change is a bad thing. And you know, I've talked to Matt Robertson a few times on this station, and I agree with him that it, it's time for the tribes of the WCD to come together and to to be powerful. In in their collective voices, and and I think that, I think that there is a lot of value in in that change into opening those doors, and I'm really really excited to see where where the Wichita Tribe goes uh, in the in the immediate future and in the near future, because I think that you guys are going to continue to not only grow by leaps and bounds, but continue to support the, the Anadarko and, and the other communities uh, where the Wichita tribe uh, has.
1: Well, I appreciate your comments and I do also agree. I think we've got a great future ahead for us.
0: Yes, indeed. So don't forget citizens this Saturday, Wichita's you vote uh, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. The polls will be open. And uh, don't forget, Vanessa Vance is running for the vice president seat for the Wichita Executive Committee. So make sure that you get out and cast your vote this weekend. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're indigenous, we're independent, and we are Talk Dive Radio.